welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to World Life Broadcast. Let's uh, go to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22, which is our text we're using this week. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and has no sorrow with it. Now, the Lord wants us to be rich, but it was that doesn't want us to have any sorrow added with it. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, uh, Paul was giving instructions to the rich. And he told Timothy, he says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He's saying, tell them not to trust in uncertain riches. Don't trust in money. Don't trust in the things of this world. Don't trust in your high position in this world. Don't trust in who you are in this world's age, but trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. He says he gives us all things. That would be ever spiritual ever natural blessing. He doesn't withhold anything from us. But the number one thing that the Father gives us is a relationship with Jesus and with Him and with the Holy Spirit. Now let's look at Philippians chapter 3 and we'll look at uh, the Apostle Paul's account of this. He was writing this to the Philippian church and he was telling them, he said, you know, uh, I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He said, concerning the law, I was blameless. He said, I, I was uh, blameless according to the law. He said, I was, uh, my position in the church or in, uh, at that time, it was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a high-ranking official in the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the officials or the rulers. He said, I was, had a high position there. But then I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord. Now let's look at Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. But whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me, I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sakes. Yet, yes, furthermore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and supreme advantage of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord and are progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding Him more fully and clearly. For His sake I have lost everything and considered it all to be mere rubbish in order that I may win or gain Christ the Anointed One. He said, all these things I have combined together and I've consider them as nothing but mere rubbish in order that I may gain Christ the anointed one. He says all these things don't mean anything to me. They're just trash compared to knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Now see, if we have that attitude in life that all these other things are nothing compared to knowing Him. They're nothing compared to knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and knowing that He 
gives us all things richly to enjoy, that he is not withholding anything. He's provided everything for us already. We just have to get into the word of God. If you need finances, get into the word of God. Claim that, take those scriptures, claim that financial blessing upon you and call it in and it's yours. But don't live your life for that. Paul was saying he lived his life for uh, to be a Pharisee. He persecuted the church. He consented to their death. He consented that they be put in prison for what they did because they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and didn't follow the law. But then on the road to Damascus that day, he uh, had a Damascus road experience. He came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, and then everything changed. He says, I can all that is nothing compared to knowing him. Because when you become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, then all these other things, they don't matter as much anymore. But if you let riches and uh, the things of this world be your number one goal in life and number one aim, then what happens is your relationship with him will fall to the wayside, and then you end up losing. Now let's look at verse 9. He said, I count all those, on verse 8, he said, I count all these as nothing but mere rubbish in order that I may win Christ. Verse 9, that, that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own, based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness, and a supposed right standing with God, thus acquired, he's saying, doing it yourself, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ the Anointed One, the truly right standing with God which comes from God by saving faith. He's saying all this righteousness that I tried to acquire by obeying the law are nothing. But he says, but the genuine righteousness that comes through faith. The true right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith, that is what is precious to him now. Because that is what has to be precious to us. The righteousness that comes through saving faith. And that is the number one thing we should count as precious to us. Compared to all these things on this planet, they're nothing. Verse 10, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death in the hope. He's saying here that if you come more deeply and intimately acquainted with Jesus and with the Father and with the Holy Spirit, that you'll come to know him in such a way that the anointing will increase in your life, that you'll know the power that outflows from his resurrection, that you'll come to know the power of God in such a way that you didn't know possible. But if you seek after all these other things, then what's going to happen is the anointing will start to dwindle, and then nothing will happen. Amen? Verse 11, but if that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. 
He's saying that it will lift you up from among the dead even while you're in the body. Because if you are walking like the rest of the world and you're a Christian, then you're walking among the dead because they're not spiritually alive and you can't, and you can't know him more intimately and more deeply and more fully the way that you should. Amen? You have to make that our number one goal. Verse 12, not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of and grasp and make my own that for which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. He's saying, I have now made my number one purpose in life is to press on to lay hold of the calling of God in Christ Jesus that he's called me to and lay hold of that. I press on and I press on and I press on and I press into the things of God so that I can become more fully and deeply acquainted with God. And then what happens is all these other things are added unto you. Then your faith is greater. Then you have a clear conscience before God and you can ask God for anything that you need and it is given to you. And have to understand this, that God wants you to be financially blessed abundantly. If not, he wouldn't have said that in his word. He said he wants us to be blessed financially abundantly, but he doesn't want it to add any sorrow to it. And to add sorrow to it means that you get financially blessed, and then you let all these things of the world creep in, and they take away from your relationship with the Lord. And then all this sorrow starts coming into your life, and you say, well, what in the world happened? Then you lose all the money that you had because the devil comes in and steals it from you. Then you start uh, walking in things and doing things and your marriage doesn't work out the way you want it to or whatever. And all these things start creeping in into your life and you say, what in the world happened to me? Well, you let everything else become God instead of God. Now, God wants us to be rich. He wants us to be rich financially. But he wants us to be rich in the word, number one. He wants us to be rich in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit, number two. And he wants us to be rich in our love for him and the love for other people. Now, to be rich is to do this. It's to say, I love other people just like God loves me. And I want to see other people blessed like I want to be blessed. And you want to tell people about the Word of God so that they can come into the Word of God and come into the truth of God's Word and know that God wants them to be blessed financially. He wants them to be blessed physically, but He doesn't want you to be sick. He doesn't want you to be anything except a blessed child of God and walk in the blessings of God. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to have, number one, a relationship with Him. Now, see, a lot of times people, uh, we let that slip instead of letting that relationship be number one and then let God's blessings overtake us. And if you'll do that and say, Holy Spirit, I, I want to spend time with you more than I want money or I want any other thing. And I ask you to lead me into what my plan is for my life and to the prosperity you have waiting for me so that I can walk in the fullness of that and there will be no sorrow added to it. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Hello, everyone. This is Sherry Blevins. Today, we would like to encourage you to become a monthly partner with our ministry. 
We are believing for at least 10,000 new believers to come into the kingdom of God through this ministry. One way to accomplish this is by being on more radio stations. We are asking for your help by becoming a monthly partner or by giving a one-time gift. The only thing we can take to heaven with us is a harvest of souls. By becoming a partner with us, you will have the same reward we will receive from our Heavenly Father for each soul that is born again through this ministry. We trust that you will receive a harvest on your giving. We also believe that when we get to heaven, you will receive the same reward we will get from our Heavenly Father for your support of this ministry. We thank you in advance for your giving. Each new partner will receive a special gift from us by mail. We are praying for you. We appreciate and love you. And we know that God will richly bless you for your obedience. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you would like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.